Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's Friday. It's my birthday. And no, I haven't seen many Saints in Newark yet. At the time of this, when this airs, I probably would have seen it maybe twice already. But uh, I am here with Mark Ellis. We are going to be talking about the fact that we're excited about it. What the hell am I doing on my birthday? What, how many times am I going to watch Many Saints in Newark? That's definitely going to be something we talk about. Venom is coming up. Hearing some things about Venom. Is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? We're going to talk about that. But as you see in the description, Mark Ellis's favorite Rocky movie is Rocky Four, and there is an ultimate cut, an ultimate director's version of that movie by Sylvester Stallone. We are going to talk about that and then some on the show. Get ready for it. Here it comes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday. About a week away. From the big show at the New York Comedy Club in Manhattan with myself and that guy. But it is your birthday, Christian, yeah. and so we do have to sing a song. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. A one, a two. There's no easy way out. Oh, how much did you love that? <laughs> I just showed Mark oh that before, before we started. We'll get right into it. Woo! So. Rocky... Talk about a big thing. So now, did you know about this thing at all? Because I, I've been following it obviously since Stallone, Stallone put it up on his Instagram account like a year ago. And I whatever. remember you. I, you were probably the one that broke the news to me, and I got yeah. instantly excited and there's revved up. Some stuff you're going to be happy about, and there's some stuff you're going to be mad about. About because they take things out. Robots gone. The robot. The robot. I can live without if we still get the training montages and possibly more training montages I, from Sylvester Stallone at his absolute apex. More fight sequences. I think the fight is going to be more brutal. Yeah. I think they're going to add Flashbacks. more story. Because remember that movie. That movie plays the the theatrical one that that you love is like an hour. And many like, people love. It, like love an it. hour and twenty three minutes or something. It's really is that short. It? It's something real stupid. Oh, like I that. could put. I could use it all day. And I think that because you have both versions of it, this is going to be the more serious version that Stallone could do nowadays. Because when you watch that trailer, it looks like, you know, when you put in Goonies modern day trailer and you get some some guy who, yeah. who did it. Yeah, and right. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But it's got this new stuff. It looks great. The music, the, the, the reformed Rocky tune in the back, the fact that they call it Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate yeah. director's cut. It's like, this is like the Snyder's, Snyder cut I always wanted. But it's it the Stallone cut. voted the greatest fight in, in By who? movie history. Who is the body voting on? I mean, Stallone I, and, I don't disagree necessarily. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm pretty maybe not sure Carl that... Maybe Dolph Lundgren. Pretty Carl sure Weathers, Dolph Lundgren vote, yeah, would vote yeah. in that favor. Right, because Carl Weathers would probably vote for one or two. Weathers, I don't th yeah, but yeah. it's, I mean, whoever voted, thank you, because this is the, again, it's my favorite Rocky movie to rewatch, yeah, because it's just so endlessly rewatchable, but even if it's not the greatest Rocky, fi if it's not the best film, it still is the one that I would want to see fight is great. more footage of. The fight is great. And there's a lot in that story. I mean, it is, it's the Cold War, it's two countries yeah. going at each other. It seems like they're going to be playing more into that aspect of it, too, with additional footage. This so. is the thing, though. Because Rocky Four to me, I always enjoyed watching it, right? It's a music video. The majority of the movie is a music video. When he goes into the car and he's looking the no easy way out scene, like he you just see flashbacks of it's like a five minute scene of just cuts from the other movies, which is five fun. minutes of Stallone looking in various mirrors. Right. And that's that's what it is. No problem. And my my thing with that movie was and it's the same thing I say, I swear by it. It proves that if Rocky Five would have ended in the ring very different movie, better received in general. Because yeah. if if Rocky Four ends on the street with Drago and, and Rocky fighting in the street, people would have lost their minds and said that's terrible because <laughs> the majority of it is just a robot video and whatever it is. It ends with World War Three. <laughs> that's, that's it. But I think you're going to see a more – I think because I remember I, I've seen the movie so many different times, Rocky Four, like thousands of times. Did you see it in the theater? Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing. I remember where I was. It was Bay Terrace in New York. We Whole saw place it. go crazy. Yeah, but Rocky you're, beats Drago. But I remember. I remember as a kid going. That was short. I was like, you were like in and you were out. It was like it was. Yeah. It was so fast. Like you're you're in the fight. And the question: If I ever get the opportunity to interview Stallone again, well, you're right? close personal friends. I am not. But if I ever had an opportunity to interview him again. I would ask him why there were so many cuts in the first place, and you assume it's studio interference, right? Because I remember watching that as a kid, and there's like when you know in the, the newspaper they show that Rocky's going to fight Drago, and there's a clip from you know seeing that trailer that he's right. talking to the boxing commission. 
you always felt like there was a scene, but they never. There's no scene in it, and yeah. and the, and the funeral seemed like it should have been longer. And there's more that footage funeral. Yeah. It seems like he he's revving himself up at the funeral, yeah. which is like, oh man, yeah. I mean, look, the whole reason why myself and so many other people adore Rocky Four so much is that it is that ultimate gym movie that you put on to yeah. get motivated to go work out. Right. Yeah. It's like it, you can get through this workout if you get some Rocky Four music. Maybe you saw one of the montages before you hit the gym. And this looks like it's got more of that motivational stuff in it. Yeah. And so that's the bones of Rocky as a story is it inspires us to believe that we could amount to greater than the sum of our parts. So if you give me more parts, the sum's greater. And then I'm climbing a mountain in Russia screaming Drago's But this name. is what I'm getting at because we've always had – you and I have had this playful debate for years about how – which well, your favorite Rocky is, right? Yeah. And I've And I've never – like one, two, and three, I always I, – at any given day, I could put one over the other. Could right? be one of those three. One of those but three. But it's always day, stayed in that first trilogy. One of those three is going to pop up to the – depending on – when I watch it, how I'm feeling when I watch it, one, two, or three could always jump back and forth. Two has been in the number one spot. Three has been there. One has been so there. So regardless of what happens that day or how you feel, you wake up in the morning and you go to bed at night inaccurate. That is not <laughs> correct. However, however, the biggest problem I always had with four was that there's just no it's, – it's a great fight. I mean, if you're right, you fights. Like there's, there's not enough substance. Yeah, there's not enough substance to it. If, you don't you know, think the whole revenge of his best friend, who we've seen in the first three, it's this is what I'm getting. They're going to get deeper in that's that. what I'm getting at. It's there. Yeah, it's all there. It just goes away too fast. And he, like because Rocky, he directed Rocky two, II, Rocky three, and Rocky four, mm -hmm. but four just seemed to be like kind of just a of the times, middle of the '80s. Everybody's watching MTV. Let's music video this thing up. Yeah, right? well, I'm, I'm sorry the movie wasn't long enough for you, but at the time, Stallone had a Cold War to defuse. It's true. And I feel it. like Rocky you think they're going to keep that? You think they're going to keep the, the, the Russians screaming Rocky at the end? They have to, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you can't. Because I, I don't, it doesn't feel like this movie is going to be, like, altering anything that we, that we already right. have seen and love besides the robot. But it feels like it's just adding more emotional weight Substance. to the scenes that we know and, and fleshing them out a little bit more. The hot take here yeah. is not what he can do with Rocky Four because we know there's greatness there to work yeah. with to mold another piece of clay. Is it Rocky Five? Could that also somehow be recut given the fact that you do have the fight ending in the street instead? I would say, and I believe somebody has like Topher Grace this thing on yeah. YouTube where they recut it entirely and it is i think caparulo john caparulo was telling me oh, rocky five that, that there is a version of rocky five that's on youtube that's like i don't know it's maybe like 40 minutes or 45 minutes but it's like it's got all the good stuff and uh, because it's, there is a lot it still there. ends in the street it's still a common right but it's still yeah. a commentary on the current state of boxing yeah you get george washington duke is like a don king character but again it's never going to end in the ring with him against yeah, that's, his that was, that's my biggest issue with the movie. Yeah, I, I just think that at the time they were trying to do something different because every Rocky movie sort of felt the same. I know, and he says it was the biggest mistake. He said it was a massive mistake. Yeah. He, does, yeah. Like, he, he knew what he was. Thank God. He, the, the mindset he was in when he was making that movie was wrong altogether. He says that he was going to kill Rocky in the street. I mean, look, it's 1990 90. when that movie came yeah. out, and so he's about to go on a run that includes classics like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Do you know that story, Oscar. by the way, how he, how he took that? Him and Estelle Getty were dating for years That's before right. anybody knew. Fucking. No. Um, but uh, but <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and him were like bitter rivals. They're, right. fun, they're friends now, right. but they were rivals. Right. Schwarzenegger tells the story. I, I can't know. I don't know if it was on Kimmel or, or, or where it was. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it was on one of, those, one of those shows. Yeah. He's like, this funny agent tells me that... There's this script. You stop on my mom will shoot. And he says, would you do this? So I go through it. I say, this is terrible. No, I will not do this. But I want you to tell Stallone that I will. Tell him that I'm going to do oh, it. Oh, I have heard this. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, and, and so Stallone, oh, yeah, I found he was going to do it. So I figured, you know, you, I do it. So I told my agent, you got to do it before Arnold. And he's like, and of course I was not going to do the movie. But I did it. And it was the biggest bomb of his career. And, and it was like, I mean, Arnold had shit. the upper hand right then yeah. because he was coming off a couple successful comics yeah. with twins and then Kindergarten That's Cop right. was 89. And Is that 89? Yeah. Okay. And so then you have Stallone who's going to try to answer him with movies like Oscar and Stuff My Mom Will Shoot. But then Schwarzenegger, it just flew too close to the sun because then he had Junior come out. Not Nine, too far That was, that was 92 that. or 93. But that's, that's, that's my favorite part of Last Action Hero. 
which is up and down. Yeah. But I love for, I love two things about Last Action Hero. I, and I could probably go back and, and find more to love because Charles Dance, as we've seen yes. since, is such a great villain in his presence. It's better now. I think it was ahead of its time. It... It, it, in a okay. certain aspect. I think it was ahead of my time. And yeah. what I mean by that is that I was 13. And I just and you were expecting see, you were expecting Arnold, classic Arnold. I wanted same. See, I want to see Predator. Same. And that's and that's on me. I didn't want to see a reflection of myself, which is exact. I was Austin O'Brien. Absolutely. Plus a few pounds for me. Uh-huh. But because you want to be in the movie. Yeah. And but when ACDC's big gun kicks in the first time, that's awesome. Yeah. And when you, they're at the video store in the alternate right, universe, and right. you see the the cardboard cutout panning up of Terminator Two, and it's Stallone's face, I think that and and I, you you'll have to ask your dear friend yeah. Sly this: Is that the moment where the rivalry started to Fizzle see the ice melt a little bit? I think and it was the, the frostiness started to dissipate. I think I watched the whole video on this, and what I remember is that because Arnold's career started to kind of go down a little bit too and it wasn't around that time yeah he, yet, true lies had hit yeah. and but that was a little bit of a comeback for him right but then and then he went on to a few like eraser did over 100 million and then really? yeah but then but then it started to take a decline with movies like the sixth day right and right that's uh, when the end started. of day eraser 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 did eraser i look at eraser like it would have, like it was Guns N' Roses' second album after yeah. Appetite, because coming off of True Lies, it was not nearly the hit, the sensation that True Lies was, but yeah, it still right. did well. And he was like a box office like smasher. So like if if yeah. that, the fact that it didn't do like two hundred million dollars, whatever the hell it was, it's, you know, it's like when Michael Jackson's Bad right. sold six million records, still, yeah, but right. it didn't sell twenty million like right, Thriller did. Right, right, and. So yeah, they're, they're they're like buddies now. They tweeted each other, their Instagram, all of a sudden. And Arnold took yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They're popping into movies together now. They're abs- starring in, in Redbox Fair together now. But, it's great. It's but they had such a rivalry. Yeah. That nobody and and back in the day, not Twitter and not Facebook, you didn't hear about it as much. You know, so it's like you you always wondered, you always hoped, like that would have been the Avengers crossover back back when Marvel, you know, Marvel really the first ones. People forget how revolutionary putting like these big movie stars all in one movie is, right? Because we always wanted Van Damme and uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis to be in the same movie together in their prime. It would have been, it was the, it was the topic, you, you want to say, of every barroom conversation yes. that you and I had as a kid, but we're talking about the lunch table. We're talking yeah. about recess. This yeah. is what you break down. Absolutely. Fun fact, do you know the very first shared universe in cinematic history? I'm sure when you say it, I'll, I'll know it. It involves two legendary comedians. The Chevy Chase? Who's on first? Oh, really? Abbott and Costello. Oh, in the money. The money. Abbott and Costello meet the meet Wolfman. Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Or no, I think it's Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman okay. was the one that also had Dracula and Frankenstein. Right. right. And the Invisible oh, and Man, so I they, think, was in that. And so they all were in that. So it was kind of like Monster Squad right. of its day. But then they also they had, more had the real actors in it, right? Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Yes, but they um a couple of them returned, but like played, I think Boris Karloff. Yeah. Instead of playing Frankenstein, or no, 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 Bela Lugosi plays Igor in okay. one of them, I think. But it's, okay. so it's like this, just like crazy mashup. But, but still, then that predates the Avengers and yeah. the Expendables by like fifty years. Right. And so fast forward to the conversation about the rivalry because I love a good rivalry like this yeah. where it feels like there's bad blood. I don't know if you could have that in the era of social media because in social media it seems that like a a frenemy rivalry. It just takes on a this comedic facade, which I still enjoy, which is like Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman yeah, yeah, needling yeah. each right, other. Right. It feels like that's, uh, but but these, but again, we know that Ryan Reynolds is primarily he's shredded, but he's also like a funny dude. Right. Well, remember, you know, there's another one. This is a pop culture one, the one that people went, oh, I can't believe that. I thought they had beef. Was do you remember in I think it was 2002 when they did the MTV Movie Awards and Madonna sang like a virgin, but she but. But Britney Spears came out first. Oh, right, singing, right. And Christina Aguilera came out right afterwards. Yeah. And they, the three of them danced together. Yeah. And this was like, but I thought Britney and Christina hated each other. Right. Then Madonna makes out with Britney. Both. But they, 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 they only, only aired, cared about. They only aired Britney's kiss. Was that the other? I, I remember seeing her kiss yeah. Christina, too, and being like, well, why aren't we talking about If you go and you look at YouTube now, yeah. they, they, it's both. It's there, yeah. Yeah. And, but, but I think. Not a bad vid to click on. No. But the um, but the I don't think that the um, 
at the time, they didn't focus in as much. Britney was like the one that they were focusing in on. What's the... Oh, well, I guess the actor beef that we have now yeah. that feels a little like Vin Stallone, Diesel and the Rock. Is, yeah. is Vin Diesel and the Rock because... Is that real? People still don't know if it's real. Back when, back when I, I used to host movie talk, so yeah. did he. When we were no, doing that, no, in the run when, when it was just like a revolving host, oh. that was around the time when that beef first started coming out. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. Rock hates that Vin Diesel takes naps or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I, I want to root for The Rock, but I'm kind of, my lifestyle is more around If I could Vin take Diesel. a nap right now, I would. Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm enjoying the conversation Sorry. as well. I feel like it's real, but back then I thought it was just professional wrestling to sell more tickets. I thought I still, they were going to fight at WrestleMania. I think that they're eventually going to, and, and it may have been a thing all along, but I think there probably was some real tension there. Yeah. But we all know where this is headed. It's on a collision course to, you know, Fast 15 Rock, when they all come back in. But The, Ro- but the, the Rock's, Rock's not back yet? Not yet, but The Rock's yeah. a businessman. You know, like Rock takes a page off of Vince McMahon's book, right? Yeah. And Vince McMahon, this is one of the things that, like, you can have Vince McMahon has had many rivalries and many people mm-hmm. hate his guts and many people leave and most of those people have always come back yeah. because it's business and he it's a you know you can say whatever you want about Vince McMahon but it's a, a lot test- has been said yeah, but it's a testament to his business sense when it's like okay the Ultimate Warrior just destroyed him in the press went after him Hogan testified him against him in the uh, mm-hmm. steroids and everything too most people be like. Fuck those guys. Never yeah. come back working in my... He made millions and millions of dollars off them again when they came back. The, you know, it, it's it's the the brand in wrestling, yeah. and I get AEW is a separate thing. Yeah, I love that you know AEW. Well. I love that you know AEW. The fact that you I know see, it, it, it says I a lot the about the brand. when yeah. I watch Family Guy. Yeah. And, it um, says a lot about the brand. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a legitimate wrestling brand. Yeah. And, again, it's, it's, and I remember back in the day, like... I remember Diamond Dallas Page yeah, headlining WC. ECW. WCW. Right? Oh, yeah, he did do ECW. He did ECW. Wow. So I remember Look my friends. You. This is all just like the knowledge the you pick up you remember, growing yeah. up around, yeah. around, you know, it was other. brief. I think he was in ECW brief, though. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody had referenced, uh, somebody on SportsCenter had referenced uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper yeah. the other day. And I can't remember what the quote was, but it was just one of his, just one of his classic ones. It's, oh, yeah, no, it's Machine like going? you gave me, I, uh, Machine gun? You give me the answers, but now I change the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something you, like that. You, you, um, it's like you you give me the uh, well, just when you think you have the answers, I change, I change yeah. the questions. I love that. It's the best. Yeah, he's, and he's never never bring a never throw rocks at a guy with a machine gun. I think he said he he had he had some so, good advice there. Did too. you ever see? Did you, did you ever watch when he hit Jimmy Snook in the head with the with yeah. the coconut? Yeah, oh, oh, shit. yeah, yeah. Because you oh, made me watch Ronnie. it. I think you oh, made you us all it? sit down and watch it. When we first got, got involved when, with him. When he was coming into the studio and we were yeah. going to do the prank on JTE. Yeah. Oh, I miss him. He was great. I Just really miss him. Sweetheart of a man. He really was. Yeah. For people that didn't know, Mark and I had an opportunity to get to know the late, great Roddy, Roddy Piper. Check um, it with him in the back of the comedy store. Showed me how to tape my knee so I wouldn't get he? as much pain when I ran. That's the guy. And he'd like check up on me. He'd be like, "How's how's the knee going?" And it was legit. And it was legit. It wasn't like you didn't feel. You always felt like he fucking cared. Yeah, always, and the way he the way he was with his kids, like, oh, it was, oh, it was just so beautiful. You knew, like his. Because I was kid, in little effort with with Ariel. She was the she right. was the lead. That's right. Yes, yes, you were. Um, but I watched. They they were doing that. A, <laughs> did you watch the A and E doc finally, Roddy? No, it's still on the DVR. It. Yeah, really focused on his family. And a lot of these times when you see a lot of these docs with certain, not just wrestlers, but sometimes you know, any any celebrities is always like, you know, like when I I watched the whole thing of Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. And the family relationship was not great for a long time. Yeah, right. There's a lot of these things that were, they just didn't go great, and it wasn't Roddy. Mm-hmm. Roddy, everything Roddy did was for his family. Yeah, everything yep. he did, and he he man for those kids. He like he lived for those kids. And, man. and once you got to be one of one of his pals, yeah, he'd do anything for do you. Anything. I think I told you. you the story. I was doing. Uh, I was at the store, and, and I was doing. Uh, uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, which is always a great night for comedy. It really is. I'm sure. Yeah. And and I was in the main room, and I went up like I don't know second or third, and uh, and it was a great show, packed house. But there was just still, like these two like annoying. Uh, I can't remember if it was a couple who it was, yeah, but yeah. they were just kind of like chatty and just like annoying. So yeah. I had a good set, but it's always those two people you focus yeah. on. So I get off stage and I go back to the kitchen, which is where we would still kick it afterwards at the time. And it was some uh, Steve Simone and yeah. uh, and Roddy were back there, and you know it's just typical like yeah, it's a good set, but watch out for those two. You know, idiots in front because Simone was going to go up, and <laughs> he just like kind of sits up a little bit. He's like, "You want me to take care of it?" 
And I was like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but it's just that you know he would have, you know, you and helped me out. Do you remember what we were going to ask him to do when we had that whole idea about theater etiquette? Yeah, we had, we had the whole, whole movie theater, how to behave in a movie theater. We were going to rent out a theater. Yeah. I think it was the Fairfax one. And we were going to yeah. shoot a movie theater etiquette thing. And mm -hmm. every time somebody broke the rule, Roddy would come in and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. He was like, yeah, sounds great. I'll do it. Sounds great. <sighs> Just, man, uh, I love Roddy. That would have been still playing in, in, 100 in AMC's everywhere. Regals, coast to coast. Everywhere. Really. Like we, had, we were going to get a mannequin. Yeah, right, so right, right. Like yeah. He was going to throw the yeah. guy across the thing. It's um, rare. It's rare that you get somebody like that to want to do something, but it's also rare that you and I are so aligned in our passion for getting something out to the world. And you and I, when it comes to movie theater etiquette, yeah, we have rules, Same page. man. Same page. We've yeah. never. We've we've never. Yeah, that's the only thing we've never. We've never really. Like you know, a lot of different times we're like, nah, I don't know, you're a little too extreme on that, or you're not. But we're on the we're on the same. Stop doing the paper thing. Yeah, but we're on the same page on that one. There's a lot of different things. Like you know, when you like we would when somebody did something, you knew immediately we'd look at each other and go, Oh yeah, that's that's you know. where we superseded our friend sitting right behind us, yeah. Dave and Alonzo, as to being the oldest married couple there. Easily, because you and I are just like, can you believe this? It's unbelievable the stuff that you would, you would see. But the late great Ron, he was so good, and Steve Simone had introduced us. Do you remember the first time? I think I believe is the same time we met him together was at the uh, was at room five that night. I think I had met. Had him you met him at the store? At the store okay. previously. Okay. Yeah. Well, so for me. Steve had texted me and said, hey, do you mind? Would you mind if I brought Roddy up to do a set? I'm like, what? Would I mind? <laughs> do you know who you're texting? I mean, he, and you know, just, that's just Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, he knew what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm like, are, are you, I'll give him an hour. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll bump everybody off the fucking yeah. show. Like, what do you want to do? And so he came in. And, and we he, played his music, right? We played, we played the bagpipes. Yeah. And then him and Ken did a thing together. Mm -hmm. Ken was the first time Ken met him. Ken, yeah. like, lost his mind. His yeah. favorite wrestler, like, was able to talk to him and, and had this whole thing. And he did, like, a mini Piper's Pit with him up on stage. Right, and, right, right, right. And then yeah. people were screaming Roddy in the crowd. And, like, yeah. it, was, it was, like, packed house. It was, like, 70 people in that little room. And. It was great. It was it's great. like those yeah. those days, those shows. I kind of look at them like it's, I don't know, like the Ben Stiller show or something, where there's like all these great stories about yeah. it, and I don't need to go ever back and like watch you any of the actual anything. material because you don't know if it would hold up. We just only, but, but we don't have it, any. It's it, it sometimes sometimes things are better in mythology. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, you know, that set though, I did. We did tape. We did have that, but a lot of that stuff that we did that night because I mean, we had. I mean, Eliza would yeah. go up there. Steve Renazisi. Yeah, we had we had tons of people that used to go up there all the damn time. Um, we do those karaoke battles where Max Cook pretended he was Gary Busey and he was like uh, he was judge. Yep, it was yep. good stuff. But speaking of stand up, we we not only do we have a show coming up uh, now next week mm -hmm. on Thursday and Friday, we finally first time shared the stage together. It's in like in a, in a very in a first bit. time. Yeah, it was like. I think, I mean, New York kind of counts two years ago, but you weren't there. You were, like, getting ready for your set when I did my set in New York. I mean. You had just missed it. I didn't see. I don't yeah. think I saw your set yeah. when you went up in you New didn't. York. You didn't. But you were, I did right. watch it at Flappers. Right. Because we, we, yeah. we had talked beforehand, and mm -hmm. when I got there, and it was a nice crowd. I think there was, what, like 50, 60 people there? No, nah, I think we closer to 100. You think so? Yeah. On, on Sunday? Uh-huh. I can't gauge the. Yeah. All right. So 100 people in the crowd. Yeah. I had fun. I mean, there was definitely, you know, like I said, you you know me well enough to where it's like it was a very nice voice message that you sent me out. <laughs> so by the way, um, I didn't get a chance to respond to you. But it was I, it was it was accurate. It was very nice. Yeah, yeah, and from it, start to finish. And it well, was, I show up to Flappers. Yeah, you're already there. We go into the green room. I'm walking into the green room. I see you sitting down. I'm like, all right, good. Because at this point, you're like my son. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, good. My son made friends. And I see our dear friend Justine Marino is also on the show. Uh, my good buddy Rel uh, battles nice back guy. there. We yeah. see Jake, his brother. They're all back there. How fucking cool are those two guys? They're great. I mean, yeah. everybody on the show was fantastic. Um, I, Lauren, who did the, uh, the, Melania. The, the Melania Trump, she was great. Yeah. And so you're all kind of sitting back there and just, you know, chewing the fat. And... Um, but then I get there and it's getting a little closer to showtime. So yeah. you look at me you're like, "Hey, uh, how do you get outside? I just got a lot of yeah." It, like you weren't nervous necessarily, but you, at least to me, but you just have yeah. like that boxer energy yeah. of like, I need to sort of do that. I always liken it to the walk that Obi Wan and Darth Maul are doing when they're staring yes, at each other, 100%. with the little laser yeah. field up, and yeah. they're like, they're like, "I'm gonna go kick your ass as soon as this thing's that's up." Exactly what it so is. So that's how you. Were, yeah. So I walk out and you know we kind of talk through your set a little bit how. 
you you want to pace it and just more than anything i don't like to give people pointers as far as like do this or don't do that but i just like to set you up technically for how it's going to feel where the the light is coming from when you have two minutes left how much time you have all that sort of thing and so but watching your set that night yeah it was the the thing that impressed me the most is that you stayed in the pocket because so many times i'm going to call you a new comic right is that if you're a new comic you get up there and you just get squirrely because something doesn't hit exactly the way you think it's going to and so you just bow out of it right so i liken it like a quarterback who fades back to pass sees the one route that they wanted to throw to is covered and then they just oh no right and they just panic and they and they run around you did not do that you stayed in the pocket and you got a lot of laughs you took a few pauses you never looked like what it looked like the reception you were getting was the reception that you anticipated the whole time so it was a very natural that's, kind of that's good to know progression uh, for me. Well, as far as the the football thing goes, it's like not okay. funny at all. Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Terrible. But uh, agreed. But the, the but the thing was with the col- like the football analogy, right? It's like I think that what you're talking about is usually that's someone straight out of college, as opposed to <clears throat> right. someone who used to play in the pros, broke their leg yeah. or just yeah. re- re- rehabilitated, comes back, still knows how to play in the pocket. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I was when I was you when, got you got that that like giant 30 pound knee brace. Yeah. And you're just not sure if they're going to be able to hold up when the pocket crumbles. And you but just got to run. You just yeah. got to run. And I so there was it's funny you say that about the hitting the way that you want, because I did say there was I remember going through a couple and th- it's funny because the first few I thought would hit good and they hit great mm-hmm. like the first like six minutes all new stuff six yeah. seven minutes all new stuff and then the the other thing that i added that i changed the thing around and added something new to it the sandwich thing right that smashed and i was expecting it to be like okay because the way it used to be mm-hmm. i always thought was funnier but apparently they thought this was funnier so now i'm like okay now i'm now i'm going so when i started to move into another thing that always used to work the older stuff with a couple tweaks it, it worked, but it didn't smash. It's the experience. It's the exact inverse of how a band like Journey yeah. experiences their live shows. Because they go up and they play the hits and everybody goes crazy. Right. And then they try a couple new songs and it's like, eh, it's okay. They're playing. They're, they're, they're right. putting the chords together. I might go get a beer. But for you, yeah, I thought the new stuff. And I think there's a reason for it. It's because you've been kicking around that old stuff. Even if you didn't always have the idea of wanting to return to stand up in the forefront of your brain. Yeah. It's always kind of there, and you think about how you might rework it. The new stuff, it's just fresh. It's fresh. It's got yeah. an energy to it that you yeah. just cannot replicate. Yeah. It's it's like a, a pet, you know. Right. You get a you get a new dog, and they're just score. They're just running around. You get an older dog, still a great dog, but it's like, no, I'm cool. I'm right. Good. It's like the first time you're like, look at my new, look at look look what I got. Look at yeah. this, as opposed to yeah, the I'm the new right. toys are shiny and I know, and the crowd sometimes senses that energy. Yeah, I know, but either I mean, uh, like I said, the older stuff worked fine. Yeah, it just was. Com- compared to the other stuff. But anyway, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff in New York and get tickets at markellis.live. Um, you got a couple. I, are we sold out yet? Uh, we're getting close. I, I haven't checked in, um, okay. but we're getting close. Getting close. And then Saturday night, we made an announcement um, on, well, I guess on Thursday this week, that this New York show coming up on October 9th is, is the last New York show in quite a while. No, no New York shows in 2022. So, guys... Um, you as far gotta, as the schmodown goes, as far as the schmodown goes, not yeah. New York, but uh, not uh, not com- comedy, but as far as the schmodown goes, it's our last. No, twenty twenty two. Boston, Philadelphia. Okay. Um, Williamsburg, Virginia. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of different places. We're going to Dallas. Um, I'm in. But uh, New York, we're gonna give a break to, because this time around, I mean, I get it. The way that the world is at the moment, and certain things, certain people want to do things, certain people don't want to do things. So it, it's a matter of there's certain things in New York that you can't do, right? Unless you do something else, right? So I think that has definitely affected tickets. Um, huh? Nor- okay. Nor- normally, normally we're sold out by this time. Mm-hmm. We're we're not at the moment. We're still doing, we're fine, but it's like maybe maybe we take a break. We're now and then when we come back in 2023, yeah. more people get more pumped come up. Come on, see, us see it next but, week. But I would say don't. Don't uh, don't miss out on this one. It's Comic Con weekend. The Schmodownlive dot com. Marisol McKee versus Chance Ellison and Griffin Newman versus uh, Josh Harwood. It's going to be a great fight. Just four great personalities. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be an an epic 
cinematic trivia clash with a lot of humor. There's yep. going to be a little bit of uh, trash. There's going to be a little bit of tension, but it, it's going to add up to a pretty special night. It's going to so be great. The whole week. seeing your smiling faces there. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all three nights are going to be a lot of fun. And then, Mark, you're going to be at the com- at Comic-Con also. For, yeah, for what it's worth, I'm moderating a panel um, – uh, for our good friends at Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Friday morning, I'm going to be at Comic-Con. And I was talking to Corey Jandrew on the way over here. He He's going to do stand-up on the Thursday night show. Okay. He's on the Thursday night show, if you all want to go to that. Um, and so I'm probably going to pal around with him around the floor. Because I was cool. joking with him, like, Venom is out, and he's kind of yeah. like my symbiote as far as, like, knowing everything about comic books. So if I see a movie or I have a question about a comic book... I just call Coy, and, yeah. and he just, like, downloads all of the he's, information. He's my coming brain. on Monday to talk about Venom. Yeah. So that's exactly why. And he, myself, we already taped it. It's fine. We're, we're releasing it on Friday. We're doing a rewatch of all the Spider-Man movies. So my Have you finished the rewatch of Star Wars, or is it all just doubled in your same, brain? No, same, same, no, no, no. We're doing a rewatch. Uh, so, tomorrow, well, today. <laughs> You're watching too many movies, honey. Ones that I've seen and ones that I love. Empire Strikes Back on my birthday. It's kind of perfect. Is it a good movie? It's pretty great. So that <laughs> I've that, heard good. Things. That's today. That's going to be this week. Um, and then next Friday will be two rewatches. You're going to get uh, the big thing. You're going to get Spider Man, the first one, the Raimi version. Mm-hmm. And then later on that day is your favorite Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi. Mm, so that's okay. one day you're going to get the rewatch series that we started. But it was myself, Winston, and Coy who did the the rewatch of the Raimi movie, it's going to be impossible to talk about any of these movies now and not link back how it's going to play in to No Way Home. Mm-hmm. It's impossible because you're like, oh, right. how's that going to fit in now? And will that person show up? You think Kirsten Dunn is going to be there? What about this? And it's like, it's <coughs> the, there's a lot of great conversation that comes out of it. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody because there's something that's brought up and I'm like, oh, wait, I think Coy brings it up. And it's like, that's really smart if Sony decided to actually do that. You could almost do what we did back when The Force Awakens was announced or when the new Disney Star Wars movies were announced. Remember when we did our fantasy draft of like who we think is going to be in it? Yeah. You could almost do a fantasy right. draft of previous Spider People movies yeah. and Who's say show up? yeah, who like whoever's roster has the most appearances in No Way Home. Right. Like, yeah. like, and and and, and in a matter of how much time like like, Screen know, time counts. Well, so you and, can and have when, your roster. And so, when. Right. So it's like, so let's say I'm starting Andrew Garfield, uh, Kirsten Dunst, yeah. and uh, Topher Grace, right? right. And then you, you add up all their, so their screen time in the new movie is points. Points. How long, how long yeah, they're going to so be in it. Plus, up, yeah. but when they show up. Like, we know Alfred Molina's in mm-hmm. it. He's, he's in the trail. So He's the number, he's got to be the number one round. He's the, he's the number one overall. The trailer. You're going to yeah. get points no matter what because he's in the trailer. Right. Right. The question is, how much time is he going to be in it? And mm-hmm. how much time when he shows up? Does he show up in the first half an hour? Does he show up an hour in? Does he show up two hours? Does he show up in a, in a post-credit scene? Defoe, Franco, Defoe. they're all out there. I don't think Franco's going to. I think they're going to stay away from Franco. Yeah, they might. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, again. It's get Dave a, Franco. But they're gonna stay. I think, but not even just for that. It's Seth Rogen. Not, yeah. So hey, Seth, how was uh, how's your appearance in Spider Man? No. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you're crushing it. I did my I did my 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 one note Gilbert Gottfried impression. Oh, love that on one. the radio this morning, where did it's you? literally just um. That's it. That's all you did. That's how it ends. I'm By hiding. the way, on the other side of this ad, yeah, I have a trick you can do to gross your friends out. All right, tell me. I want to, want on the other side. On the side. other side. Thank you. You've been watching a lot of Brian Williams. All right, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Quip. We talked about it last time. It's no joke. I love Quip. So the good news is that you guys can actually take smart technology, and it's improved your life in so many different ways, but when was the last time that you got a gift or a free reward out of it? What did you have to do to get that reward? your favorite rewards program, and how it motivated you to improve your behavior. There are a lot of different things that you can do in order to do that. And if you think about it, brushing your teeth, have you gotten rewarded for doing that? Well, with Quip's Smart Electric Toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. You've heard us talk about, we've been talking about Quip since the Schmoes no days. But this is something brand new that rewards you and your mouth. 
The Quip Smart Brush, it's for adults and for kids. It connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. You can track when and how and how well you brush. You can get tips and coaching to improve your habits. It's got sensitive sonic vibrations, two-minute timer with 30-second pulses for a guided clean. If you have Quip already, you can upgrade it with a smart motor and you keep the features that you know and you love. It's slim, it's lightweight, it's sleek, no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything that you need to build a complete routine. They have mint or watermelon toothpaste with anti-cavity ingredients for strong, healthy teeth. Floss that expands to clean and comes in a refillable dispenser to reduce waste. I absolutely love Quip. They get my daughter uses it all the time. We got a timer, which is amazing. You can join over the 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip Smart Brush for just $45. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com slash big thing right now to save $10 on a Quip Smart Electric Toothbrush. That's $10 off a Smart Electric Toothbrush. Get it at getquip.com slash big thing, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash big thing thing quip it's the good habits company love that quip yeah i haven't been rewarded for brushing the old uh chompers in a while Do not it. since that fairy was flying around you bastard that's not really for brushing your teeth that's just for teeth falling out Do why it. isn't there a fairy for what that just comes when you brush your teeth consistently for a month why does the fairy only out. show up to collect your teeth it's just it's morbid it, it's it's a bit there's morbid. something going on in that house yeah and I don't want my kid playing with its kid. She's traumatized. As a, she it. was traumatized as a kid. Saw her dad stir, you know, curb stomp somebody. Kept the teeth. Just yeah. Speaking just, of curb stomping, many saints in Newark. Oh wait, before that. Well, you killed it. I had to. We teased the kids on the other side of the break. Which one do you like better? I as long I I want to come here and I want one new one every time. Oh, and just until I would I would actually it'd be funny. Th- what if everywhere you went, it just was it just was either Pio Mai or Tony. It it's yeah. Did you finish the entire series? Okay, we'll do we'll do the popcorn trick later. Yeah. Um, yes, I have finished the entire series of The Sopranos. Okay, start and to finish. Did you love it? Yeah. And did you and it's great and the ending? Did you dig the ending? I mean, I knew what the ending was, but now that you already yeah, but and I think it's. Did you read into all the little things that were going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you pick up so much yeah. more of that, but so. You know, the Monday morning quarterback, it, it's so – you can't put the genie back in the bottle because right. we had so many feelings about it. But right. I think it was a fine way to to end that show. I think it was the – it's one of the logical ways to end it because now I can't imagine it ending with way. something that is more definitive or, or visual. And so talked about, right? Than that, so, yeah. yeah. But this movie, yeah, I'm, I'm jacked to see. I mean, I, I – I'm just going down a rabbit hole now because I rewatched all the Godfathers and I put the Godfather oh, okay. two Did on again really? two nights ago, just because uh, you know I wanted something yeah. to watch yeah. while the uh, my my gummy bear medicine kicked in. Yeah, I gotta get ready. It's I, great, I gotta watch it again. I have them. Oh, I gotta, it's I know, so I gotta good. watch them again. Um, it's just so good. So many Saints in Newark at this time when this airs, I might even You'll ha- be I, watching it. I, you either be watching it. ZD in front of you. I'm gonna watch it twice. I'm not gonna tell my wife this. This is what I decide I'm finally gonna do. I'm going to wake up in the morning, got myself a gun, but I'm going to wake up and I'm going to probably tape Sith Council. And then afterwards, I'm going to watch the movie and then I'm going to review it, put it on the channel. And then hopefully I like it because I'll probably watch it again that night with the pasta, with everything. You're not going to tell her that, you're, that, that no, she's because catching I, you on your second viewing? No, because I know her too well. She's going to be asking questions during it? No. She's not going to answer questions. She's not going to watch it if I tell her. She's only watching it with me. At for she's not a Sopranos fan. She never watched it, right? So she's not going to watch it. Which again, you don't necessarily have to be. This is what people are, people have been asking me. It's it's the people who ask and say like hey, like Riley. Riley was like, should I check out the Sopranos first or am I good watching? Riley the movie? hadn't seen it. No, and wow. which is surprising because he loves all the gangster stuff, right? And what a freak. So what I told him was, I said, dude, I'm gonna be honest. If you actually want to watch the Sopranos, then you should watch the series first because there's. Tons of stuff. Like, will you be lost, and will you be able to pick it up? Sure, but you won't get the same kind of satisfaction. No, it might be like a Game of Thrones situation where the names right, the, you'll know the, the they names. drop you'll in, in The Many Saints in Newark. 
aren't going to be they're not going to be over right. the head with it because right. they assume that everybody knows what the last names are. Right. When but, you hear Dickie Moltisante, you're right. you and I now because you're just seeing you're coming fresh. You go, oh, that's Christopher's dad. He's right. done this. We know how he dies. At least we think we know how he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other things that happen. The riots. They talked about the race riots in season one. Yeah. So they're going to really focus on that. The stuff with um, with Johnny Boy Soprano and, and Junior, like all that stuff is there and all these mm-hmm. things, these references and things that they've done and and Silvio and Paulie are in it. Yeah. And you even see Paulie in the second trailer. Yeah. He's talking about his jacket and, and Silvio with the hair. And mm-hmm. so like if if you're getting introduced to Silvio and Paulie the first time, there's nothing against these actors that are playing. They could be absolutely great. But you gotta get introduced to them first by by Tony Sirico and, and Stephen Pansian. I mean you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that otherwise they- it would be a mistake. <laughs> They're just perfect. They're, They're just perfect, perfect for those roles. Yeah, and then listening to Talking Sopranos and knowing that. So the, I told you, did I tell you this last time? The three people that were supposed to play t- Tony Soprano were Jim Gandolfini, mm-hmm. Stephen Van Zandt, and I keep forgetting this guy's name, and I hate that I do it because he's a really good actor. Is uh, Jackie April, who played Jackie April, not not Junior, Jackie April Senior in the first episode. He dies of cancer. Right, 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 right. It's also in um, in. Uh, Sleeping with the enemy. Uh, Not sleeping with the enemy. While you were sleeping. I was going to say Patrick Bergen. No, while you were sleeping. Patrick Bergen looked like a 1985 baseball player with that mustache. Yeah, Patrick Bergen looked like a relief pitcher. He really did. But um, in like a beer league. Yeah. But absolutely. But but anyway, so it was the, between the three of them, and they had and they had the guy on. And he was talking about how it was him and Gandolfini, like to the very you know, and then Gandolfini got it, and um, and it was it's just crazy how your life just can change in a heartbeat. Right? Now a show can change because it's a very different, very show. different show. You get either one of those other two. Very shows. different show. Gandolfini yeah. just he he. Did you notice though, as the seasons went on, his accent changed like dramatically. Like huh? he he wasn't saying mutter. He wasn't saying mutter in season one. This is my mutter. This is my mutter. Oh, so, yeah. It 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 changes dramatically. Yeah. Not not much where you're like, oh, that's a different guy. It just yeah. it gets real intense as it goes mm-hmm. if it goes further on. Um. But there's so much greatness. I appreciated the series so much better on the rewatch. I'm almost done with it. I'm on, yeah. I'm on the end of season six. Yeah. There's like a, what, what do you think is the most heartbreaking? And it's for people who, again, there's spoilers on the surprise. No, I can, I can answer that without, without death. spoiling I know it. Who you're gonna, I know who you're going to go. Um, how do I? I'm, I'm going to. T- Bruce spoiler. Springsteen's guitar player is involved, is the he, perpetrator. He, he doesn't. Oh, 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 yeah. It's, well, it's, it's just again, so brutal. So I'm giving spoilers. I'm giving spoilers for people because if you haven't watched Sopranos, I know a lot of people are going back in to watch it. So yeah. the time codes are in here. Skip Drea ahead. Drea Turns out, back was against the wall. FBI informant. But you know what's so devastating about it? Watch, rewatching it? She doesn't give them anything. Mm. She doesn't give the feds anything. Mm-mm. And it's like, you, you look at what she's, she's just trying to get Christopher out, but she gave them, that's, that was the whole thing. They, they, they told her, like, you haven't given us shit. Right. And he's like, nobody wins. Same thing with, uh, with with Big Pussy. Like they couldn't really use yeah, but most was, of the stuff that he tried to give. He was trying to get, but he was also he was he was getting to a place where he was like starting to try to become a. Again, a, a, if I'm yeah. running this operation, the problem has to be taken care of, right? But it, you also go back and you're like, well, he didn't even help. He didn't the feds really do anything. No, make none a of, case. No, none of them did. And then you look, and then I'm I'm in right now. I'm I'm in the veto storyline, right? Mm-hmm. So veto at this point. It's like he was he was gone, and it's because of his and and the and the guy that he wants to have in the relationship with even says to him, he's like ah Vito goes I came back for my kids he goes, you didn't come back for the kids nope. you came back for the gambling and for the life he's like yeah maybe you're right, and it got him killed, because he came back it's like if he would have stayed I mean granted mm-hmm. he did have his kids and his wife but it's not why he came back he came back because the first thing he does is go to see Tony and he's like I want to get back in the game it's every um, cautionary tale that you would hear if you go to Vegas and you want to play some blackjack yeah, yeah. if it's going well have fun ride it out if it's not going well get out of the table get out and don't come and back and can't and he was out don't he be made... Vito no don't be Robert Patrick oh Robert don't Patrick be... don't be Patrick. these people yeah that, okay the they're dr- for entertainment purposes yeah. only the Dre DeMatteo is definitely devastating because you know it's funny they asked they asked Silvio because Silvio gets popped you know mm-hmm. in, in the last season but then he's because they said the guy was interviewing Stephen Van Zandt he's like uh, he goes you know so Silvio died he's like, eh, eh, eh. he didn't die and he's, we don't know that 
And it's like you see him, and he's, he, he, he's in a coma. He never, never dies. Yeah. Pa- and Paulie doesn't. Paulie, Paulie is the only one who like really makes it out. Yeah, I forgot Johnny Sack died. I forgot Johnny Sack. Mm-hmm. Died. Uh, that was that was because he because he dies. He he goes. You talking about a guy who was like living as he was like one of the kings of the series, and then he just kind of craps out cancer in prison. You know? Yeah, it's what happens to these guys. I mean, that's what I'm, in real life. Yes, I mean, Gotti, Gotti. What happens to what's his face? It was in uh, Santa Monica. The Whitey Bulger. Oh, Whitey Bulger, right? But that fucker got was 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 away for he 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 like escaped. He was for living years. in Santa Monica. For he was hanging years. out down at the promenade for twenty years. Years. Nobody knew it was Whitey Bulger. Same thing though. Why are you still in the states? I mean, look, I'm glad they caught him, but why are you still in the states? That guy should have been living in a different country. Why are you living in the states? You might you stand out more. And again, maybe there's extradition laws that would protect you. But That's what it's I'm like you would stand out more. If you're Whitey Bulger somewhere else, then you would in Santa Monica, California. Oh, and it's the same thing, like like. Uh, and I still, he moved as far away as he could. Yeah, well, that kind of shit fascinates. If if Whitey Bulger, this, this by the way, this is why when the, I'm glad you brought up the Whitey Bulger thing because the Whitey Bulger thing convinced me that William H. Bonney survived. Con- That's what did it. Young Guns too, and the greatness therein did not. But that story is is. Is a factual story, you know that, right? The guy that 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 the said, brushy Bill Roberts. That's a yeah. true. That's a true story. Yeah. That, that Bill Roberts said that he's actually Bill. He went the before. Kid and went to the and when when he te- when he went before uh, the courts, he did. yes, there were multiple known allies of Billy the Kid yeah. that testified on his behalf. Yes. that that's the guy. Right, I know. Do you think it's him? I'm a Young Guns too honk for a you're, reason. You're also yes. a conspiracy. Guy, so, a little bit, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think that uh, I do. I think, and I think it's because the reason I bring that up, the Whitey Bulger thing, is that because they caught Whitey Bulger what it was like ten years ago or nine, mm-hmm. or less, something. Yeah, and, and that's in the age of the internet. There was no internet when when he was running around, so it was a lot easier for him to go under the radar if he wanted to. Yeah, and you just, and these stories would become myth so quickly yeah. because again, it's like how the Bible was written. It's like you did. It's okay, right? We we got very little info to go on, right? So let's make it entertaining, if nothing else, right? And then we'll sort through it. We have newspapers; they're coming out every day, but we don't really know what the deal is. And because Pat Garrett made such a heroic, you know, stink about how he's the guy that shot Billy the Kid, right? And he had this biography that was a failure. The you know uh, the authentic life of Pat Gare or Billy Gare, what whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. Then it's just like okay, well, you if you live to tell the tale, you get the right of first refusal for what the tale is. Right. But maybe that person that didn't live actually did. Right. So that's. All that's fascinating. And they stay, I know they were talking about a Young Guns three. Is that still? Is that still it's, going it's down? A thing. Is this, it's Netflix, a thing. Is it Netflix? We're making it. I don't know where it's landing yet. I, it's landing in my effing lap. It's going to be interesting. Where it's landing because well, that would have to. That would have to play. I mean, Emilio Estevez now mm-hmm. is in his fifties. So yeah, and I and I really don't remember if this was like them making any sort of de- definitive announcement or if it's just us speculating wildly. No, no, no. Of, there was there was no no no. no. I, I know it's a movie being oh, made, okay. but but I'm talking about whether. You get a return of uh, of Kiefer Sutherland oh. or um, or Lou Diamond Phillips because they all died. They all died though in uh, in Young Guns too. Yeah, I don't think that they. I mean, I could see if, if Emilio Estevez shows Christian back Slater. up. Christian Yeah, he's dead too though. Yeah, they're all dead. So like that that to me, I don't I don't need to see any of those. Well, we guys. never actually see Arkansas Slater. Dave. No, you just hear about it. Eat it. You just hear about well, it. Well, you see him in Mexico and you see. Two guys look the because night. he's so excited yeah. about being Arkansas Dave. And then they say they beheaded him. They say they beheaded him. I think it said they beheaded him. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, again, who knows? Um, know. What were you gonna say about the popcorn thing before we uh, before we move on? So they did this to me on uh, on Heidi and Frank on yeah. 95.5 KOS, Southern California's rock station. Came in on Thursday and I lost a bet with Johnny because he's yeah. the Bills are a secondary team yeah. and they beat the crap out of my football team. So the bet was you had to smell something oh, what did you on smell? air. So what all he does Farts? is he's got I, I walk into the studio and I smell a very pleasant, freshly popped bag of microwave popcorn. Oh, okay. He's got a big Ziploc bag. Yeah. Do this to your friends. Trust me. It's fun. Poured some of the popcorn into the Ziploc bag and then opened up a soda can of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Poured a little bit of Coke into the bag, sealed it, mixed it all up, walks over, opens it up, and I gotta get my head in there and get a whiff. Is it the worst smell ever? It was so foul. What? 
Really? What the? It was. Did, were you expecting? So were, dis- had you had you ever heard of it? No, you never heard of that. Before. But but Johnny said that like him and his friends used to do this. Just soda, just soda in a popcorn bag. Just soda and popcorn in a Ziploc bag, and like it's just pot, like microwave pop popcorn. The combination of smells, and so then it's funny because it's like that's what you're putting in your stomach, right? In mass quantities when you go to the movies. Yeah, right. That's true. It, right. You you. It smells it. better on the way out I'm than sure it, it smelled in this bag. I had a guest it on. Was. I had a guest on that dropped a, a load in the bathroom and didn't go over well with the wife. I'll tell you that. It's a no-no, it's but a some no. people are just so free with their bowel movements. <laughs> they're like, ah, you got five minutes, I'll take a shit in your yard. Like, they're, they're so good at it. My wife went in with a hazmat suit. Yeah. And it was, it was like, it didn't go over well. It was, I was, I'm not going to say that I, that I wasn't laughing um, because I was in my I head. I can't wait this. to guess who this was off air. I <laughs> cannot wait to guess. And, and your audience is thinking, okay, well, wait, what guest has he had they on? They won't know. Who's he got coming know. on? Who could it be? Yeah, it was, but it was. It not was, me. He's telling me. No, so, you know, no, you know I'm, I'm free. Nah, it's not, your, it's not your style. But the person, and to be fair, the person had, like, they had to drive far. So they, 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 they did their business, and it wasn't pleasant. Um, well, you got to go, you got to go. You know, that, go. That's the go. thing that you cannot go in the car. No, that's why my wife said, like, do it when you're home. I'm like. The person might have went in their pants on the back. I'm like, you know, that's why we have a bathroom. It's like, well, you need your own studio. It's like, no shit. Pun it is. Goodness. I mean, the man makes sense occasionally. It is why we have a bathroom. That's why we have a bathroom. The carpenters who built this place, they're building the bathroom. They're thinking, to, this is where people are going to take a shit. To take a dump. It's going to be a lot of dumps. That's right. Right here. Um, Come th- here, son. You think Venom's going to be a dump? You think Venom's going to be, Venom 2 is going to be good? Did you like the first one? I forget. I feel like you did. I mean,. It, yeah, for what it was. Yeah, I feel like I didn't like it. it. Yeah, it's, it, you, you, there, there's fun to be had, and so I think there's going to be more fun to be had. And yeah. I did have it spoiled for me on purpose, just oh, because. Oh, what happened? I just, I just I, oh, was there a spo- I wanted it to, to be a big post credit thing, right? Is yeah, that, is that, I, that's I, what you got. That's what you get spoiled. I just, yeah, I just wanted okay. to know. Just the post credit thing. Yeah, but yeah. It's, I mean, I don't want to know yet. Um, uh, maybe off, off here. Yeah, from uh, from Koi. Okay, because so, I, I was like, hey, just I'm I'm curious about this. Yeah, because everyone's talking about the post credits, and it like seems a, like, like everybody Avengers should level. stick around. That's what they were saying. They're saying like it's a seems massive, like everybody should stick around. So they're saying it's like a massive. Maybe want to go see the movie here. even more. Well, okay, so I mean, Billy I do want to see. Shows up. I do. You know? Do you know why I want to see the movie? Because you like me, you grew up patter- patterning your basketball game after Billy Hoyle in White Men Can't Jump. No. No idea. Well, I know you love Tom Hardy and his pouty lips. But I know you love Michelle Williams. Yes and no, but that's not what. The, no, neither one is the reason. Uh, yes, I do know why. Why? Because the director. Yes, Andy Serkis is directing, and you may I know him as Gollum. You may know Caesar. Him. That's right. Snoke. And so I want to support him. I never saw his Jungle Book though. I still have never seen his Jungle Book. Did I see. It? I can't remember if I saw it or not. I do want to see it. I. I that's the most. We we're just talking about how much we love Roddy. Um, I love Andy Serkis. Like, you talk about just a nice human being. I've had, Sweetheart. I've had many times to be able to have a conversation with him. Yeah. Like, even during, like, when the, all the Gollum stuff was, it was in the height of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, Adam Winkleman, who I've talked about many times, um, his old boss, Larry Taub, who's now a good friend, um, is Andy's manager. Yeah. So he invited us over to his Larry's house for, like, a barbecue. And, like, just, like, whatever, we're just a party. And Andy was there with his kids and his wife and just swimming around in the pool and, and just was great. And then I saw him at the Grove like two days later. And I was like, Andy, I just met you at Larry's. And he stopped. He's like, oh, how are you? And we were just yeah. talking at the Grove. Saw him at the at the Last Jedi premiere talking. Larry brought him over. We yep. started talking a couple other times. And, and we had him on the show. You know, we had him on Schmoes. And we talked to him on Schmoes. We did, yeah. And yeah, I've run into him since, too. Have you? Independently, yeah. Okay. I mean, the first thing first thing I think of, when I, what do you think the first thing I think of when when I think of Andy Serkis is? Caesar? No, it's no. not a character. Oh. It's the man's forearms. They're big. Are unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I mean, you got to be to play Caesar. Go back and watch him in either Black Panther yeah, right, or right, right, in right. Avengers right. Age of Ultron. So because that dude, because he's got the, like, he zhuzhes the sleeves like yeah. I do, except he's got... He's got, he's pie, just yeah, he's got, got Popeye brawn. Arms. Yeah, I mean, it's like he just had a can of spinach. He's great, and his wife is a super nice person too. By the way, <laughs> his wife's forearms are even no, bigger. His wife's a super nice person. The two of them, I love. I love Andy's hair. We'll have them on the show. Well, I'm sorry, and I'll leave. But I, that's one of the main things that gets me excited about this one more so than the first one. And I'm hearing mixed things about the film. I hear mixed things. I hear that it's a bit. What would 
my least favorite, this is what Koi said. He's, so in my least favorite scene in the first movie was that whole lobster thing that they did. Mm-hmm. It drove me crazy. And, and I, the turd in the wind line. And the turd in the wind. Like the lobster scene, I remember it took me right out of the movie and I wanted nothing to do with it. And some people really liked it. And Bibiani, of course, I think loved it. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, apparently the entire movie plays like that. I and, think that it, you're never going to – I think this is a tough movie to gauge from the critical and even fan yeah, reaction yeah. simply because it's not – ever going to be something that has a chance of being universally praised like if we saw spider-man um homecoming and we're all just like oh my god that was this the tone that they're going for feels to me like a comedian that is funny for the comics and if the audience likes it great it feels like you're going to see a james painter right Right, you know, like like, like a brian holtzman i know what you're saying but the only difference is though is that those comics never sold out Madison Square Garden. Venom One made over a million. Uh, I think close to a billion dollars. I think that's true. Something like that's that. true. So, it made but me- I think I, I still think so much of that is on the strength of the the, the character yeah, brand. Sure. You the know? question more so, I think the reason why this movie is going to do it's going to do very well. I don't even even if even if people don't love it, it's going to do very well because of all the stuff that's happening now with Spider Man, and this is actually one of the conversations we have on this watch along mm-hmm. that uh, the three of us this opens up such a thing for Sony now, this multiverse yeah. of things that could potentially happen in the MCU. It gives a nice wedge into yeah. if they want to incorporate this because that was what we all thought maybe was going to happen in the first Venom. Right. So does it happen here? I've no, I, you know. Who knows? Um, I mean, I, I would guess. But just getting Carnage is enough, too. Because, right. Because Carnage is just such a cool Yeah, and they set him up. Character. They set him up at the end of the, in the post credits of mm-hmm. the first movie. And now it's the entire it's the entire movie. So I'm I'm intrigued to see it. I still haven't. When was the last movie you? It was it was it Fast Nine? What was the one that you went to go see in the theater? You went to see something in the theater. And I saw said, Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. And then no, I saw Black Widow okay. at a press screening. So you're, but you're like me. You don't really have a desire. You've been passing passing up on the screenings and stuff. Yeah, I've been yeah. out of town more recently too. Yeah. So you know, I've been busy. I haven't I haven't gotten my naps in. You can probably tell. Yeah, I haven't gotten you, to the nap. If you want to, you, what time do you be honest with me? What time do you wake up in the morning? I work very hard. I don't care. What time do you wake up in the morning? Usually early. I usually get up around six or seven. Do you really? Okay. That's why oh. I need the nap so much. Do now, back have, in the day, I didn't need the naps as much as right. I took them. Do you nap though? Do you? How often do you nap? Every day. When I can, but it might be a twenty-minute power nap. Right. I prefer like the two, two and a half. Hundred percent. You know, you go take, to bed when it's light, wake up when it's dark, and you're like, I don't know what world I'm in. There's only. I think I have a. I have a threshold of how much I can function. Like with food, you know me, I can't function without food. It's bad. Right. But with talk about a symbiote lack taking of, over. Lack of sleep, I realized I can go a handful of days, maybe maybe almost a week or two, before it starts affecting the mood. Mm-hmm. And it started affecting yeah. it the other day. Creeps in the like, mood, yeah. Like, but I was like, okay, that's that's lack of sleep. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it was, and it was getting there and I didn't get a chance because normally on the weekend is when I can try to get in. If I get in a weekend nap, then I, then I can recharge. Yeah. I didn't take one of those last week. Plus the fact that all the shit that we were doing with, with performing and then we were filming, we were filming yeah. at the cantina. Um, to quote a yeah. famous comedian's signature bit. Yes. My hot take prediction is tonight you're going to sleep like a baby. Oh, that's because nice. you're getting so much delicious Italian food, courtesy of your better half. Yes. You're going to watch a movie, and you're going to puff some Chiba? I might. I might. I was thinking about, it was funny, before you came over, I was going to do it here today, but then I realized that I had to do another show with you, so it was like, I, was, yeah, I didn't no, do I don't, it. I don't, no. I don't do yeah. broadcast with stones. Now, now, I forget, though. Now, tell me about whether or not you have actually, tell me for real, have you ever, have you done this? Butcher the, box? Yeah. Yes. For real? Yeah. It's it, in my it's in uh, my freezer right now. Oh, it's no joke. I mean, some of it's in my tummy, but it, most of it's in it the uh, freezer. No joke, ladies and gentlemen. I am absolutely in love with Butcher Box. It is. I mean, we've had we have a lot of great sponsors. I am in love. Quality and quantity. Oh, dude, you have no idea of how much you talk about. You're talking about that meatball. That's mm-hmm. all going to be yep. the grass fed beef that we got from Butcher Box. It is like Christmas when it shows up, because. This is the this is the best. You got to be prepared for whatever life throws at you. And how about this? High quality meat delivered right to your door. And I know sometimes people are like, yeah, they're delivering meat. How high quality is? You have this is fantastic, fantastic beef. 
Um, I, I wowed my entire family when I made these cheeseburgers. And my father-in-law was like, oh, what, what kind of meat is that? It's Butcher Box, baby. Whenever you need a great-tasting meal you can trust, it's Butcher Box. They're in your corner. Make it very, very easy. Listen to this. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat of your choosing. They have options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, which is what we had, free-range organic chicken. That's coming to me very soon. Humanely raised pork. Also have that. Wild-caught lobster tails and wild-caught Alaskan salmon. That's got to be coming up next for me. And sugar-free bacon. That I have in my fridge, and I'm going to eat it on my birthday for some... Well, I guess today is my birthday. Got the bacon in my belly right now. It, did you? Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It's so good. There's no better feeling than knowing that you can skip the grocery store because there is a variety of butcher box meat already waiting for you in the freezer. For a limited time, butcher box. Listen to this. This is today's sponsor. This is what they're going to do. They're going to offer our listeners ground beef for life because for a limited time, butcher box is going to give new members two pounds of free ground beef in every order for the life of your membership. Imagine never having to shop for ground beef ever again. It is a no-brainer. I opened up this box, and it was like Christmas. I, I didn't, because I've had, I've had deliveries before, and, you know, for meats, and you expect, okay, there's going to be this, this, and that. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Just... A it really was Christmas. I'm like, and it's it easy just, the way they deliver it. Yes. It's easy to 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 get the goods, yeah. and then dispose of the stuff. You get to recycle yeah. most of it, yeah. and so you just feel like a better person. It's and it just it just it seems like the meat just keeps coming, and I'm like, oh, there's so much more it's of the it. Box that keeps on giving. It's so good. I love Butcher Box, and I'm telling you guys another reason I, I want to be selfish here too. Not only do I want you to sign up because you're going to love the, the beef and you're going to love the chicken, you're going to love everything they have. I also want you to sign up because I want them to be with us for the rest of my existence. I love ButcherBox. It is really great. And here's what you can do. If you don't want to ever have to shop for ground beef ever again, they're going to give new members free ground beef for life. But what you have to do is you've got to sign up at ButcherBox.com trivia and get two pounds of ground beef free. In every order in the life of your membership, log on over to butcherbox.com slash trivia to claim this deal. So go ahead and get over there. Do that. Even if you were like, oh, I'm on the fence, I don't know, I go to my grocery store, get it. Enjoy the box. Come back. Tell me how right Mark and I were and, and sign up for that. Meatball is going to be fun. Dude. Gonna be, you're going to have a good time tomorrow. It's today. so Good. I can't believe how good that meat was. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. I was talking about it before we even had yeah, to start. Yeah, the pork, the, uh, the chicken I've enjoyed Everything. So far. i got to get the salmon. i got to try the salmon. I think it'll be the next one I'm yeah. going to get. And then, the, the, I mean, the lobster tails and, whew, this place. When did they come into existence? They got, I mean, I've been hearing uh, about them for, for a few years. Holy shit. And now the fact that they're sponsored. This, this, this sponsorship. It's perfect. Is like you are being knighted. Yes. That you, you have now reached an elite rung of podcasts butcher box has no idea how this was the show that they needed to come to at all the shows <laughs> i'm going to be cooking this up in my grill and yep. i'm going to be making certain dishes all the time like butcher box like if they ever decide well you know maybe we move on to a new show i'm going to be banging at their door saying get back on the show mm-hmm. because and he can grill from the road oh so you got no we've seen it and and, and with this i would yeah. put it in some ice you put about uh, I was I marinated this the meat the right way. Mm-hmm. Oh, put There's some steaks. I don't know if you mentioned the I ha- steaks. I haven't gotten the steaks yet. I've had the steaks. Oh, too. They're really good. Yeah. I, so Winston was telling me that they have like New York strips. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you got to be kidding it's your, me! It's your home court. You got to you know? be kidding me! Yeah. I love this. I am company. not joking with you at all. I love this company. I'm a very funny comedian. This is the butcher. I'm not box. telling a joke right now. No, here. you're not telling a joke. <laughs> this is all serious stuff. Uh, what else you got going on this weekend? You got anything big? Uh, you know, just uh, just uh, doing naughty things to myself, thinking about that Rocky Four trailer. Yeah, are you super? Is that that's how? This is ex- this is exactly what it should be. That's the most excited trailer, probably more so than Matrix for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the it, Matrix is going to be work for me. You think so? Yeah, understanding all, all, unraveling all that crap. But you're not excited to see it? I, I didn't say that. You but just think it's going to be a lot of it's work. It's going to be a lot of work. I still have not gotten over how hard that headache hit 
10 minutes into me watching The Matrix 2. And oh. I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. Did I? Was there a pamphlet? I don't get any of what they're talking about and right now. We need to go back and watch the first Matrix. So it's like, it's a fun project. Yeah. It's like if it, back in the day when you had the fat back TVs and you got to go sort through all the cords back right, there right, and what right. attaches to what. It's going to be a process. Yeah. That I hopefully leads to enjoyment. This so. Rocky Four thing, no. it just go. It's it put it in my veins like Drago's putting steroids into his. Are you going to the theater to watch it? It's only one night. It's one night in November. It's one night. I think at the it's end, November eleventh. Yeah, and then I th- then it comes out on demand. I think yeah. like on the twelfth. I wonder if it's it's got to be if it's it's got to come out on Blu-ray, right? Yeah. It's got to. Yeah. Like that, that I'm, that I'm getting. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely. Well, you and I might a, have to have a date night. But I'm glad we'll, we'll wrap the show with this because that was the point I was trying to get to before we were talking with Rocky. Because of all the stuff that it's not a music video anymore, and now they're going to actually make it like a full-fledged character piece. Series. You're ready to say it's the greatest Rocky film of all time. I'm willing if it plays like his other movie. He directed two. He directed three, and mm-hmm. he directed uh, four, and we directed other ones too, but he directed two and three, which I love. If they're similar in the way that they're directed – in a different sense and things that he wanted to do with it and it plays differently. It's got a chance that it could that maybe I don't watch the old one anymore and I just watched that one. Maybe there's a robot in the post credit scene. He I think he hates the robot. I think he hates the robot. I think he talks about the robot the way I talk about Clara Live. <laughs> what do you mean hates the robot? He does not like the robot. Whose idea was the robot? I don't. At the that's time, it was probably got, his. That's what you got to ask. At the him. time, it was probably his. I they asked him because they said they said to him when he announced the cut, they said. Are you going to? It's a robot going to be in? He wrote back, no. <laughs> so the movie came out in '85 initially, yeah, right? Yeah. Here's my theory. I think that there was a rumor put into the world by Arnold Schwarzenegger's camp that a robot is going to show up in Predator. Maybe. It's and then amazing. Stallone got wind and said, yeah. no, we're getting a robot in he, our movie first. Here, here's the thing they wanted to put the robot in the next Conan movie. I said, it doesn't <laughs> make any sense to put the robot there. However, get Stallone to put it in the Rocky hey, movie. Hey, we got to be... Arnold says you're going to put a robot in the movie. We're we'll a robot. <laughs> so, a robot in the movie. It really, that's how you do stuff. You, you just, just mumble. Sleep. And then occasionally you go up with one of them. We're like, clockwork. Orange. And I, my... My, to this day, my favorite one is the Ram is the Rambo Four. Fire shot! Fire shot! Everybody else fighting with him is like, I can't understand. Why? Can we? He's just, it's what he says to me. He goes, yeah. "Fire shot!" He goes, "What? Fire shot!" Love that movie. That was a fun experience going to with you. A lot of heads exploding. We went early in the morning too. Yeah, we did. <laughs> that was a full corn. It was fun. Listen, it's always fun talking to you. We're gonna be so next week, so everybody knows Monday. I'm trying to. i got to see if it can make this work. But Monday, I'm going to try to get the full Venom um, review from Koi, Jandrew. Yep. He's the guy to go to. That looks like that's going to be Monday. Wednesday, Naveed Makalarji, producer, will be on. We're going to be talking. Speaking of Matrix, we're going to talk about the Matrix. Great hair on that guy. Yes. And then Friday, we're going to do the Spider-Man rewatch. That's going to be the next three shows next week because we're going to be in New York. We're going to be doing some stuff. So hopefully you guys are checking all that stuff out. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you can get podcasts. And subscribe here. Leave comments. been commenting back to everyone. Comment back to you too, but you got to make sure to uh, you know leave some comments, do your things, follow Mark Ellis and Mark Ellis Live. Get those tickets, MarkEllisLive.com. Oh no, Mark, no, Mark no, Ellis Mark Ellis Live. Sorry, I mean every other time I did it right. Okay, you've been every doing time. it. It's not this time. All right, get the hell out of here. Go make yourself some. Uh, go make yourself a tuna melt. <laughs> <laughs>